Shalom, and welcome to this Northern Fire podcast. The title of this message is Emmanuel. Emmanuel is a Hebrew word which, when translated, means God with us, or El with us, Elohim with us. I want to begin today by reading to you from a book that I have titled My Utmost for His Highest. It's a daily devotional by a man named Oswald Chambers. And this is his entry for December 25th, entitled, His Birth and Our New Birth. Behold, a virgin shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being translated is God with us. Oswald Chambers writes, His birth in history. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Luke 1.35 Yeshua was born into this world, not from it. He did not evolve out of history. He came into history from the outside. Yeshua, the Messiah, is not the best human being. He is a being who cannot be accounted for by the human race at all. He is not man becoming God, but God incarnate. God coming into human flesh coming into it from outside. Yeshua's life is the highest and the holiest, entering in at the lowliest door. Our Lord's birth was an advent. His birth in me. Of whom I travail in birth again, until Messiah be formed in you. Galatians 4.19 Just as our Lord came into human history from outside, so he must come into me, from outside. Have I allowed my personal human life to become a Bethlehem for the Son of God? I cannot enter into the realm of the kingdom of God unless I am born from above by a birth totally unlike natural birth. Yeshua said, you must be born again. This is not a command. It is a foundation fact. The characteristic of the new birth is that I yield myself so completely to God that Messiah is formed in me. Let me read that again. The characteristic of the new birth is that I yield myself so completely to God that Messiah is formed in me. Immediately Messiah is formed in me, his nature begins to work through me. I want you to think about that for a moment. Emmanuel is Elohim with us, and he took on the form of a human being, and after the resurrection, Yeshua ascended into heaven. He is still Emmanuel. He is still Elohim on the earth. When the Holy Spirit comes into me, when the Holy Spirit comes into a human being, that is Emmanuel. It's not the perfect Emmanuel as it was when Yeshua walked the earth. However, we as humans, through the Spirit, manifest the glory of Elohim. We manifest the gifts of the Spirit. We manifest Emmanuel, Elohim, still on the earth. Let me give you some examples. Number one, a man named Stephen in the book of Acts. 
Stephen was one of the seven deacons chosen by the apostles. The Bible says he was a man full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit, and full of wisdom. Let me read to you from Acts chapter 6 about this man named Stephen. This is Acts 6, verse 8 and following. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Then there arose some from what is called the synagogue of freedmen, disputing with Stephen, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. Then they secretly induced men to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him, seized him, and brought him to the council. That is Stephen, but it sounds like the life of Yeshua. A man full of faith and power, he did great wonders and signs, and there arose a people who began to oppose him, arrested him, and eventually they stoned him. Stephen was, in that way, Emmanuel, Yeshua with us, God with us. And so Yeshua promised us that he would not leave us alone, that he would send another helper. Through his spirit, he continues to be in the earth in every generation. Another example is a man uh, named Smith Wigglesworth. And I want you to know that in the centuries since Yeshua ascended into heaven, in the centuries since Stephen was stoned, there have been men and women who have arisen, full of faith, full of the Spirit, full of power, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and doing signs and wonders. Smith Wigglesworth was such a man. Smith Wigglesworth lived from 1859 to 1947. He was born and raised in Great Britain. He became a plumber, and he was a plumber for many years. And then in 1907, at an evangelistic meeting, Smith Wigglesworth received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and began to pray in tongues. From that day forward, the Bible was his only reading material. He began, began to be a preacher of righteousness, a preacher of the gospel of the kingdom. And he went around the world preaching the gospel and moving in power. There are countless records of him healing the sick, casting out demons, and raising the dead. The Spirit of Yeshua preached through Smith Wigglesworth and did signs and wonders through him. One of the testimonies that I remember from the life of Smith Wigglesworth is that he was called to a certain home and by the time he got there, the man had died, and he was laid out in, a room, in an upstairs room. Smith Wigglesworth went into that room. He wouldn't let anyone else in there with him. This is similar to Yeshua when he went into the room of the young woman, had, who, that girl that had died. Smith Wigglesworth did not want anyone in that room who had doubts, unbelief, that type of thing. And I believe that Smith Wigglesworth was in that room with that dead body for a number of hours, praying 
on his knees, crying out to God, releasing his faith, releasing the Spirit. And after a significant time of prayer, that man began to breathe. That man sat up. That man asked for something to eat. And I believe it was that Smith Wigglesworth called his wife, and uh, that man lived. And there were more testimonies in the life of Smith Wigglesworth of people being raised from the dead. Smith Wigglesworth taught the scriptures with authority. He preached the gospel, the full gospel, and the Spirit confirmed his message. The Spirit drew people to his message through signs and wonders. If you will read about the life of Smith Wigglesworth, it reads like the life of Yeshua as he walked the earth. Not that Smith was Yeshua. And again, Stephen and Smith Wigglesworth and those of us who have the Spirit of God and manifest the glory of Yeshua, Yeshua, we're not the perfect Emmanuel, son of Elohim, walk in the earth. Yet we have a have a call to be like him. And we are like him as we manifest his glory. And to let you know, I have another testimony that this is still happening today. I'm, I'm talking about Stephen from 2,000 years ago. I'm talking about Smith Wigglesworth from 100 years ago. I want to read you this testimony from a book titled Mega Shift. Mega Shift, written by James Roots. Now, James Roots was a skeptic, and he was hearing about miracles all over the world in the early 2000s. And he decided that he would go and investigate and make sure that these miracles actually happened. Smith, or James Roots went all over the world. He went to China, India, uh, Europe, Mexico, and in this book, Mega Shift, he records many of these miracles. He investigated, he confirmed, he talked to the people themselves, he talked to eyewitnesses, he talked to doctors, and these miracles that he included in the book were all confirmed confirmed. And this is one of the miracles from 2001. And by now that's 20 years ago, but it's an awesome, exciting miracle. And I'm sharing this testimony to let you know that there are people walking the earth today who are like Emmanuel, who are with the Spirit, God with us. At six o'clock on an April evening in 2001, Five-year-old Arjun Janki Das died in New Delhi, India, from an accidental electrocution. His parents took him to a medical clinic where they worked on his body for two hours without success. The doctor charged them 5,000 rupees, about $100, and told them to call a mortician. Instead, they called Roderick at the nearby Deliverance Church. He then called upon Savitri, one of his staff members. Savitri brought two other Christians to Arjun's house, and five of them began praying over the dead body about 10 p.m. They prayed their hearts out for six hours. Then at four o'clock in the morning, Arjun snapped back to life. No brain damage, no problems. Today he's a normal eight-year-old kid, I met with Savitri, Arjun, and his mother, Mina, and the boy is a-okay, except for a nasty scar behind his left ear 
where the wire hit. Savitri is a 60-year-old widow, a Dalit, untouchable from the lowly Dom caste. She spent her life as a street sweeper, which made her, in the caste system of India, the lowest of the low. The broom was her livelihood, and she remains today a fine, humble lady, a former Hindu turned to Messiah. As we were parting, I asked Savitri, through an interpreter, how many resurrections have you been involved with in the six years you've been doing ministry? She answered quietly, 16. For a moment, my brain froze, writes James Roots. Then I began to reevaluate re my life. I would give you Savitri's email address so you could check her out for yourself, but she doesn't have one. She can't read. Think about this. A humble widow in India has been involved in praying over 16 dead bodies that came back to life. Amazing. She can't read. She will never write a book. She'll never go on a speaking tour. She'll never come to America to do conferences. And yet her deep faith and the spirit that's within her is producing power and miracles to the glory of Yeshua. And it is producing the testimonies and the preaching that are bringing people to faith in Yeshua. This is awesome. And again, there in New Delhi, India, is Emmanuel. Emmanuel is still with us in the form of human beings filled with the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 1.23, it is recorded, So this, all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Jehovah through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us, or Elohim with us. And then in Acts 10.38, it says this about Yeshua, how Elohim anointed Yeshua of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for Elohim was with him. Yeshua, a man from Nazareth, was anointed with the Holy Spirit, and he went around with power and with healing and preaching the gospel so that men and women were born again. And it says there, for God was with him, or Elohim was with him. And Though Yeshua is not physically in his body on the earth today, Elohim is with us through his spirit. Now two things I want to share with you about the spirit in people and who we are as people. Because I know that we are sinful men and women. We are still growing in faith, hope, and love. We're a work in pro progress, and so at the, at the same time we can make mistakes and our attitudes may need changing, we can manifest the glory of Yeshua on the earth. And 1 Samuel 16, 7, it says that 
Elohim does not look at the outward appearance, but he looks at the heart. And that's what we are called to do as well. We may see someone preaching the gospel and moving in power, and we may look at them and just they're just a normal human being, or they may say something that we don't think is right, or they may do something, even they may sin and still manifest the power of Elohim. Father is encouraging us to watch and listen and perceive, move with wisdom, move with grace, make judgments and discern. The power manifestations can be real, even though they're coming from an imperfect human being. Let's look at the heart. Let's look at the spirit and not at the flesh. Let's look at the results of the preaching and ministering of these men and women who are on the earth. And Yeshua warns us about false apostles, false prophets. He warns us about anti-Messiahs. And we need to watch and listen and perceive and discern and make judgments. But not every sinner who does power is false. That's my point. And we should expect apostles and prophets and evangelists, pastors and teachers to be righteous, to be sanctified, not living a sinful lifestyle. There's a difference. There's a difference between living a sinful lifestyle and occasionally sinning or occasionally saying something that may not agree with the scriptures. And the second thing is that God's people always find each other. God's people always find each other. The Jesus, the Yeshua in you, will find the Yeshua in me. A few years ago now, I was in the town of Kalkaska, Michigan, with my friend Kennard, and we were invited by a local pastor to come and minister in the Sunday evening service. Kennard was going to play the piano and sing, and I was going to preach and prophesy. Well, we went, that was going to be Sunday evening. We went up on Saturday. We spent the night with the pastor and his wife. And Kennard and I were up early Sunday morning, and he said, well, let's go to the big boy. Uh, there's a big boy in Kalkaska. So we got in my pickup, and we drove 15 miles into town. And as we were driving, uh, we were Kennard and I were talking about the various people in our lives that we knew who were filled with the Holy Spirit and sharing some testimonies about people that we knew and things the Spirit was doing through them. And then as I was pulling into the parking lot of the big boy for us to have breakfast that morning, uh, again, we were not ministering in the morning service. We did go to the morning service. But we had time. As I'm pulling into the parking lot of the big boy, Kendrick says this to me, and Daniel, remember this, God's people always find each other. Well, we were in the big boy early, and we were the only ones there. And so we sat at a booth, and... Kennard had out his three-ring binder with his songs, so he was singing phrases of songs as we ate breakfast and after a breakfast. And I had my Bible out, my notebook, and I was talking to him about some scriptures that I was planning to use that evening. Uh, we were in the big boy for about two hours, uh, singing songs and talking about the scriptures. 
and very few people were there. Uh, about 10 minutes after we got there, a young woman came in and sat in a booth, uh, three or four booths away from ours. She was behind Kennard. Kennard never saw her, and I, I could see her the whole time we were there. She had a glass of water in front of her, and she sat there quietly for two hours, the two hours that we were there, uh, sharing the Lord back and forth. And I didn't, I didn't concentrate on this young woman. I would notice her, you know, every once in a while. Well, when, when we got up to leave, uh, Kennard went to the bathroom and I went and paid the check. And I'm walking across the parking lot and this young woman comes out. So she says, excuse me, excuse me. And just then Kennard joined us too. And she said, I want to thank you men for having the courage to talk about Yeshua publicly. Just like that. I want to thank you men for having the courage to talk about Yeshua publicly. She said, I have many Christian friends, and I don't think any of them has that kind of courage. And she said, I, I sat and listened to you, and, and I was exhorted and encouraged and inspired by everything you had to say. And I was amazed uh, that she was telling us this. Then she, then she went on. She said, my name is Melinda. And this morning I was down by the river here in Kalkaska. That's my prayer time. I go down by the river early every morning and I pray. And when I was down by the this is Melinda telling us this in the parking lot. When I was down by the river this morning, I heard the voice of God say, Melinda, go to the big boy. And she said, God, I don't want to go to I don't want to go to the big boy. Why would I go to the big boy? I'm here having my prayer. I'm having this time with you. And she told us the voice came a second time. Melinda, go to the big boy. And Melinda, I'm sure, was in her 20s at the time, but she had learned to obey the voice of her God. And so she came to the big boy, and this is what she told us in the parking lot. So I came here to the big boy, and there you were. I heard you talking about Jesus, and it was wonderful. Now I know why Father sent me to the big boy. And then she told us, she said this, she said, I'm an evangelist, I'm a missionary to the world, which I'd never heard anyone say before. I've heard people say I'm a missionary to India, I'm a missionary to Guatemala or other places. She told us she was a missionary to the world, that Father God would send her on assignments. She would be there. She would start walking the streets of a city, start praying. And before long, there was a church started in someone's home. And she would be with that church for as long as Father told her to be. And then she'd come back home. And she said, I just got back from an assignment in Nepal. And she, was, she comes back to Kalkaska to live with her parents. And she said, I'm preparing for my next assignment. I'm going to China. A missionary to the world. A young woman who has deep faith and who I'm sure is manifesting the power of the Spirit. She was in Kalkaska the same day we were in Kalkaska. And our Father, our awesome God, wanted us to meet. And then Melinda turned to Kennard and she said, when we were in the restaurant. Father, God told me that I'm to tell you this, and I'm to pray with you. And she said to Kennard, whatever it is that you ask for, I'm going, 
I'm going to give it to you. The Lord says, whatever you ask for at this moment in this parking lot, I'm going to give it to you. Well, Kenner mentioned what he was had been praying for, and Melinda, Kenner, and I took hands in that parking lot, and she prayed for him. And he received that, by the way. I don't have time to give you all the details, but that prayer was answered a number of years later. God's people always find each other. And that's Emmanuel also. It's not just manifesting power. It's not just preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Those are important parts of men on the earth manifesting Yeshua. It's also when we find each other and we recognize the Yeshua, the Savior, the Messiah in one another, and we have this type of fellowship and we pray for each other and our prayers are answered, there's an agreement when we come together. And I've experienced this many, many times. I'm involved in prison ministry. I'm involved in preaching at various churches. I'm involved in prayer walking. Uh, I've been to Israel. I've met uh, Christians in Israel, brothers and sisters in Messiah. I've, I've been to uh, Kazakhstan and Guatemala and all over America. And everywhere I go, there are true believers, believers filled with the Holy Spirit. And so Elohim with us. Wherever we go on the earth, Elohim is with us in his sons and in his daughters. Shalom.